Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Kim Barrett. Kim is the head women's bowling coach at Franklin Pierce University. She is also a silver certified USBC coach. Kim, Tim Berg, and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Kim, why don't you begin the podcast by telling everyone about yourself, your game, when you got started bowling, and talk a little bit about the program you're running up there at Franklin Pierce University. Yeah, so I actually started bowling um, pretty late in my career. Um, got into a high school and then bowled in college for Adelphi University. Um, after college, I was working on my master's when uh, Franklin Pierce decided to start the program. They reached out to my former coach, um, Robert Sincata, and he told me all about it and told me that I should at least take a chance and go up to New Hampshire. Um, I was a Jersey girl who didn't want to leave the New York City area, but as soon as I got to New Hampshire, there was no scenery that can beat what I was seeing down in New York and New Jersey. So. Um, went on the interview, got accepted for the job, and they took a chance on me at 23 years old to not only start a program, but really get it off the ground from, you know, basically a budget. And that was about it. <laughs> Spent my first year uh, recruiting for the girls. And then um, we started our first year um, fall of 2014. Uh, they had a pretty good year the first year, um, winning the Hawk Flight Invite. Um, the first year and then the second year, um, we've had some good, you know, wins. We beat a lot of top 10 teams, especially, uh, Stephen F. Austin this year. Um, so overall, the first two years have been pretty successful. And then starting fall 2017, we'll be starting, um, the first men's program at Franklin Pierce. Oh, nice. So tell us a little bit, you know, you were a, a collegiate uh, bowler yourself. What, what's it like being, you know, maybe in the settee area as compared with being on the approach for those four years? It, it's a different experience. Um, I kind of, I like the coaching. Um, it's definitely a different side knowing a lot of these coaches who, um, you know, we saw when we bowled against them, but becoming friends with them, it's a lot different, you know, scenery. Um, you know, when you're playing, you know, you really want to be part of the team. You want to, um, you know, be in that moment and getting there. As a coach, I think I like it more because it's, you inspire these players. Um, you, you teach them. You, you help them become, you know, who they are. And it's more of an accomplishment when you watch your team succeed versus being a part of the team as a player succeeding. Yeah, so how are you able to help prepare your athletes for life after college? That means, even, and I guess even take it a step further, on the lanes and even off the lanes as they, uh, they prepare to just to go into life and start a new chapter in their career. Everything we do is all about what's going on in their personal lives or life after college. Um, that's one thing I like to really instill in my players. You know, no matter what they're doing or if they get in trouble or whatever the case might be, the first thing I ask them is, how does it relate to the real world? Um, I think that's the most important because even if they want to go on to the pro tour, you know, which I definitely would love to see, they still need to have a job, a career, or something to help pay for their airfare or their entry fees. Um, so everything we do, whether it's on the lanes, off the lanes, in the classroom, 
um, we really instill what they need to do after college. And that's one thing that was part of my program when I was in college. My coach always encouraged us to be better um, outside the bowling alley. And that's the same thing that I instill in my players. And now you got your, you know, bachelor's degree in, in sports management and, and uh, says here as well, you got your minor in communication. Now it sounds like pretty a- applicable skills, like something you're able to, uh, to use probably like in your daily life. Cause I know, you know, a big part of coaching is communication, I would assume. Absolutely. You- um, when I was a minor, when I minored in communications in college, um, I had an opportunity to, you know, take the video that we would take at, at tournaments and kind of make hype videos or things like that. Um, when I was in college, my coach handed me a tripod and a video and said, live stream for us. Um, at the time, mm-hmm. there was no live streaming. So we were actually the first program or one of the first to have a tripod. And I even used my cell phone at the time um, to stream all the videos live. And then after a while, more coaches started picking up on it, asking how to do it. Um, now it's, it's a staple. You see it. Every team has it, um, where they're streaming their own videos and, you know, back home for all their fans. Um, so that's one thing that I had an opportunity to do. And it's, I'm glad to see that it picked up and it's part of our sport now. Um, you know, and just the communication general, I enjoy making videos as a, you know, hobby of mine. So, you know, I'm open to any of my girls want videos for the, you know, for the program or a lot of the things that we do for our program, I try to do for myself as a hobby, more or less, um, and help out with our SID. Um, but yeah, like you said, the communication is definitely key. And I like to take all the things that I learned as an undergrad and use it towards my everyday, um, you know, job. That, that That's cool too. Now you're also a, a silver certified coach too. So do you, you know, as you're working with them, um, you know, you mentioned about video. Is that something that you also incorporate in terms of helping them develop their physical game, like taking video, uh, you know, from the back and the side and using, you know, some kind of uh, newer technologies to analyze their game? Absolutely. Um, My cell phone's always on me, you know, because they have the slow-mo on the cell phone or even the iPad. And I'm always doing video with them, and especially, you know, if they – if I'm trying to show them something and they're not understanding, it's so much easier to just pop out my phone, do a slow-mo video and just show them exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, usually at the beginning of every season, I do more of a detailed video front side, everything, um, you know, and back just to make sure that they understand what, what our goal is for the season and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and then throughout the year, if I find that's necessary for video, there's no question that I'll use it. Um, I think it's a great tool. I'm glad to see there's more apps that are free for us to use because, you know, that's what's really the key to our, our sport is kind of helping through that through those videos. So we talked earlier, you mentioned that you're out doing some recruiting and such. Talk about that and how, how number one, where are you recruiting? Where, where are you guys trying to get folks to come and, and check you guys out? And then, um, and then how's that going for you? And, and what are you seeing from the bowlers? And how are you able to you know, get people to commit to you guys? Yeah, so when it comes to recruiting, I'm going to go wherever. Um, you know, in the, in the beginning, I did a lot out of New Jersey just because that's my home state. Um, and we're slowly starting to break away. Um, this 
class coming in this fall will be our first class that's more out of the area that we're comfortably um, going to. So I went to uh, the Turbo Collegiate Expo this year, um, my second time there, and it was an unbelievable experience. Um, you know, and, and I really enjoy where we can get all their information up front, we can watch them, and then at the end they have an opportunity to talk to us. So I think that's what's really key. And then what's great is with Turbo is Junior Gold's right after. So if there's someone that talked to us and, you know, we happen to oversee them for any reason, we still have another week to watch them and see how they react to the different patterns. So I was really surprised to see, you know, that Junior Gold didn't release the patterns. And I thought that was really big for recruiting um, because it really helped us see who is ready for college. You know, who could throw the ball and kind of read the lanes. And it was quite interesting to hear these conversations a lot of these players had with their parents, trying to guess what patterns they were. Um, some of them were close. Some of them were nowhere near close. Um, but it was an interesting, you know, concept to do. Um, I had a lot of girls that competed at junior gold and just, you know, talking to them and kind of seeing how they reacted to it. Um, it just reassures that they're going to be ready for the year. And, you know, we're hoping to see good things from our program because of it. I, I like the, the comments you, you mentioned there, Kim. And that was, uh, that was one of the things, you know, we did this storm as being one of the, um, you know, as the, the, basically the main presenting sponsor for that tournament. Um, but we did a couple seminars that was on being tournament ready. Hank Boomershine and myself, we had two different seminars. One was on preparing for tournament competition. The other one that I did was on, uh, preparing an arsenal, basically. And I know we're limited as far as balls that they could check in there at junior gold, and a lot of the collegiate tournaments are the same way. And it sounds like, if you don't mind just kind of expanding on that a little bit, um, that you are in favor of, you know, basically not saying that this is the specific oil pattern or this is what you're going to expect or you can't rely on maybe having 12 or 14 different bowling balls in your trunk that you can just go grab at any moment. So, yeah, maybe just kind of expand on that if you can. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important because a lot of these players, you know, they want to go to college. And, you know, we're going to start seeing a little more, I think, where colleges aren't going to release patterns a week in advance or whatever it may be. I know for our conference championship coming up in March, um, we're not going to have the pattern beforehand. When we show up Friday, that's when we, you know, first day of competition, that's when we're going to know. So we need to prepare ourselves for all the different outcomes. You know, and, and if a bowler plays all their angles right and prepares in advance, you know, I think they can make any ball work. They, if they know how to use an Aberlon pad or whatever the case might be, um, you know, it may not be as easy, but if they practice playing all the different arrows or lines, angles or whatever it may be, then they shouldn't have a problem. They should be able to just stay composed, adjust, you know, and get the ball in the pocket where it needs to be. Yeah, I know one of the things uh, I did an interview on the Above180.com podcast with Dr. Dean Hinnitz, and we talked a lot about the shoulds. The ball should have hooked on this pattern. Why didn't it? It should have hooked from there. This is what we're supposed to be bowling on. When you take away naming the patterns, you eliminate a lot of those shoulds, and your true reaction is what you see on the lanes. Your eyes are the truth of what you're seeing on the ball. So I, I see that. And then I also see the flip side where people say, look, though, we'd like to know what, we, what we're bowling on. So, um, so that's a good point. And I guess, you know, speaking of Dr. Dean, I guess as long as we're on that subject, how are you, how are you able to help the girls with the mental side of their game and mastering their lanes, uh, you know, in, in their head and keeping their head on, on their shoulders when they're bowling in competition? 
Yeah, that's actually something that we're going to be focusing on a lot more. Um, you know, I, I think coming this season, we're going to be focusing on the mental game just as much as the physical game. Um, I think that's where the game is going, in my opinion. Um, and, and it's the truth. I mean, you know, I've read Dr. Dean's new book, and it's an excellent book. And, you know, I, I think that's where the game's going to go, is getting the mental game composure. You know, on last season, we had a little bumpy road, and, you know, I could tell the girls just weren't mentally there anymore. So I actually canceled a practice. Um, we ended up having a practice right on campus where all the ping pong tables are and the pool tables. And I told the girls for the two hours that they were supposed to be at the bowling alley to just have fun, um, you know, be with the team and have fun. And then turned around the next weekend that we competed, they looked like a different team. I had parents, coaches, people coming up to me asking what happened to them. Um, you would have never known that we had um, an incident where with the team where we um, unfortunately lost someone midseason, and they just got their heads together, worked as a team, and, and achieved a common goal. And we started doing really well the second half of that season. You know, and it's as simple as that. It's just if you don't see they're giving you everything because of other things going on, you know, I'm okay with canceling a practice and, you know, just having fun together. Um, so we're going to see a lot more team building mental game this season. I think that's what's going to be key, especially that we have seven new bowlers coming in this year. Um, and they'll be joining eight others. So that's going to be the big key. And, and I'm hopefully we'll see a really good outcome in the end because of it. And, and you had mentioned before about uh, you were going to be starting a men's program as well. Yeah, that's correct. Coming up here, so were you able to uh, see some pretty good talent out there when you were in Indy? And what maybe um, differences, you talked about the mental game, did you notice a difference in um, maybe the uh, ability to handle pressure or, um, you know, they didn't know the patterns in advance? Um, did you see, uh, you know, were, were the younger players handling pressure well or did you see, um, you know, kind of a, a big difference in in that between the guys and the girls and, and what, what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I didn't have a chance to see the guys all the way through the week. Um, as much as I was able to see the girls, um, just because one of the guy squads was the same time as uh, my current bowlers. Um, but from what I was able to see, you know, it, it, it's a different game. You know, they're all going to play it differently. Sometimes girls are just willing to just make minor adjustments. You know, and there are times that guys want to just go for the ball. So I think that's what's going to be key is is kind of teaching, you know, them all the way through is it's okay to use the same ball and just stand somewhere else. And it's, you know, and in some cases you want to use a different ball. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to watch the younger kids, the U15, U12, and, and I felt that they just had more composure. They looked like they were ready to play today versus some U20 teams. And I don't think their mind is, you know, jumping around so much of what is the pattern, what this is what I need to play based on that pattern. I think they were just there to have fun, roll the ball, and just try to get the ball in the pocket. Um, I think that's what's key is, you know, some of the U20 were just thinking way too much. And I think it's important to just have fun, you know, and just make the adjustments and watch the ball the whole time. Um, so it's going to be a difference, you know, you know, coaching the guys and the girls. Um, I think there are some keys that will be, you know, good for one gender versus the other. Um, but it's an exciting opportunity just to, 
be a part of. And we're going to bring in a another grad assistant to help out with the men's program. So I'm pretty confident that we'll have a good team going. All right, Kim, and my final question, what is uh, what has been so far in your, your couple years there, what has been probably the, the most memorable team-building experience? You know, you kind of alluded to one story just a few minutes ago at the ping pong and letting the girls just have some fun. Are there any other stories though, that stick out where you just went and you brought these girls together and said, okay, we're not even bowling, but we're going to go have a team-building experience? Anything stick out in your mind? Um, in the beginning of every year, every September, our school hosts a Mananoc climb. Um, Mount Mananoc is right in our backyard. It's the most um, hiked mountain foot traffic-wise in North America and second most in the world. And every year, I encourage them to hike those that mountain, and I hike it with them. So the ones that hike it, some do it every year, and some do it once their freshman year, and that's it. Um, but it's something that I encourage them to do because it's not an easy hike, but by the time they get up and, and come back down, They've worked together. They stayed together during the entire hike, and they have fun. And in my eyes, it's the best way to get to know your teammates in the first two weeks of school. That's cool. Great stuff. Hey, final thing, and I have for you, Kim, now, if you can. Um, if somebody listening to this podcast, one of our younger players, was interested in going to Franklin Pierce, what, 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 where should they go? What should they do to learn more about your program or contact you? They can go to the university's athletics website, um, the men's bowling or the women's bowling page. There's a questionnaire that they can fill out, or they can um, send me an email. It's my last name, B-E-R-I-T, the letter K, at franklinpierce.edu. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and definitely best of luck uh, to you, your team and your team coming up here. And uh, thanks for taking the time to chat with us about uh, college bowling. Thank you for having me.